Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Ed Cheney, a CBD industry expert and business executive. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods of treatment that are alternatives but also complement conventional medicines. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney. And that's it. No, I'm here too. Kim's here. (laughs) Hey, no, you do. You you make this show look good. Hello, thank you. Hello, everyone. Yeah, good morning. I'm glad you guys are with us today. Thank you for joining us. And today's conversation is well, let's just start it that way. This way. That's it. CBD is absolutely everywhere, and today's show will share the market statistics and trends. Now, is this just going to be for, uh, obviously, this is the year we're in right now. We're not going to go into back and then. Uh, We do not have a solid account for just 2021 2021 trends. Yeah. The trends that we will discuss, we're going to go all the way back to 2018. Oh, okay. So it's just going to be a nice combo platter of to current, uh, but trends that are reliable are done in large quantities and very difficult. Uh, to get your hands on. Yeah. Okay. The statistics have got to be, I mean, where would you get them from? Because they're just Gov- everywhere and all over. I know, no, but the government ones are the best, okay. right? So when they go out and do their polling once a year, when uh, consumer uh, uh, reporting does their thing once a year, so those are a little bit more reliable. And I try to go through some of these stat reports and make sure I vet out the sources. Yeah. Right. So I will. I'll vet out sources and I'll make sure I'm not listening to somebody that, you know, owns a small CBD shop or is a manufacturer or, you know, is, you know, yeah. Some, so has, has something some, to gain. Has some business interest. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so who, who would listen? Who would want to be a part of today's show? Who will find today's show most interesting? It's in two groups. So business and consumers. On the business side, the ones that want to hear about the, the data that we're going to share today are the ones that have a business that could be inserted into the CBD supply chain. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, a business that might have a service or a product that su- could support the CBD market. In other words, maybe you have bottles or you have packaging or you have accounting services. Uh, like next would be your business could fill an under or an underserved or unserved market niche. Mm-hmm. In other words, you know, you're a business owner and you go, you know what, you guys don't have this yet. You should have this. Right. Right. And then yeah. that and then that's a that's a business that would want to jump in. And then those currently participating in the market are still watching the trends because this is a fast moving industry. Well, yeah, that's why I was saying how difficult it's got to be to actually gather statistics because, I mean, it's just growing and moving and... You are correct. So fast. Yes. And, you know, a lot of the manufacturers uh, that I'm party to, I know of, uh, and myself included, we've had to move away from traditional... organizational strategies yeah because they didn't work they don't work in this market this market requires that you operate in an an adaptive mode 
Right. So what what would be a, a your usual like go slow and right methodically methodically. Yeah, okay. you make the you you make a plan annually, and then you vet that thing out with data, and you mine all the facts, and you check into your resources, and you put everything together with goals and objectives, and and you know you can launch the thing over six months. Yeah, today it's six days. Yeah, for the CBD world. If yeah. you can't act in six days, somebody has already done it, and yeah. you you're just going to waste your time and money. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I hope that's a tip for anybody that's operating in this space or wanting to operate in this space. You must be quick and you must be adaptive. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and by, by the way, for those who do not have the stomach for chaotic, that is a natural characteristic of an adaptive uh, strategy. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't very know chaotic. how many people know my background, but I was in the legal field for 25 years before I started this adventure, and uh, that's very dependable, very predictable. Yeah. You go, you Linear. know, you're, you're just, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is like a crazy <laughs> roller coaster ride. I tell Ed this all the time. I'm like, I'm up, I'm down, and I'm up. <laughs> And I'm down. I'm like, I don't know. I'm I know. just going to keep taking my CBD and I'm just going to stay <laughs> thank, thank calm. Thank God our product offers that, huh? <laughs> yes. Yes. Because you oh just, when you think like, okay, hey, hey, hey. Nope. Yeah. You get knocked back down two steps behind. It's just crazy. Yeah. And young entrepreneurs love that kind of stuff. Anyway. Oh, okay. I'm trying to get used yeah, to it. Yeah. My seasoned guys are like, oh, no, I know this is a pain in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> Ride is still fun, but it's challenging. Yeah. Uh, now we have customers. Customers are also very interested in this data, especially when it's been cleaned up and presented well. Uh, customers who are curious of new product development. Mm-hmm. You know, what's next and how might that impact me? Looking for consumer confidence and trends. Again, some people will wait until the market starts showing, demonstrating trends because that's their way of vetting it. Well, oh, I, you know, most of the population is using it now. Okay. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And it's safe. Nobody's nobody's ended up in the hospital. Nobody's passed correct. away. And no, so it those people that sit around and go, okay, I just want to wait and see yeah. if something bad happens, which... There is a group of those. Yes. And then there's another group that wants to hear, well, how do I fit in? Right. Well, and they see statistics and they go, oh, there's my group right there. Okay. And here's what they're saying. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, right. Um, how about waiting for regulations and then also waiting for more science-based use data? Yes. A lot of people say, right. well, that hasn't been proven. Now, before we go into these, let me share some inferent and some good pieces of this that's helpful up front. The two greatest misinformations from these polls were... When, when polling the American consumers is CBD is marijuana. Yeah. The greatest misinformation. Uh, and it was by a long stretch. CBD, isn't that marijuana? Aren't I going to get high? Yeah. <laughs> so that still is the number one. Misconception. All right. I don't want you to look. What do you think number two is? Oh, you don't have it on you. I don't. You didn't give me that sheet. <laughs> yeah. What do you think number two is? I was surprised. Oh, uh, it's a fad. It's not going to work. That's what I thought it was going to be somewhere. You want it ready? Right. That CBD is regulated by the FDA. Oh, they think it is? (laughs) They think it is. God, that's Well, I mean, I'm telling you, the majority asked 
said those two things. Well, that's that, that I mean, that's FDA good. is regulating this industry. <laughs> Even though it's not. Now, the most beneficial knowledge out there is leaning towards how it works. Once somebody understands how it works, it's more beneficial to them. In other words, it helps your ECS system. It's not like Tylenol that goes in there and just... Takes care of one yeah, thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and your ECS system is then capable of taking care of the, the issue that you're having. Uh, the most frequent request uh, uh, for clinical studies are for long-term effects. That seems to be the greatest request. How how long is long term? Like six months, a month? No, like years, twenty years. Twenty believe years. Not, yeah. I mean, how, twenty years. Isn't we that can't crazy? have any statistics on that yet because <laughs> right. We're only four. What? Maybe five years old? Do you think CBD? No, 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 no. We're easily uh, fully into the market. Twelve years. Fully into the market. You got to go all the way back. Yeah, no, there are some players you'd recognize. I'm not going to share them right now, but okay. you you would recognize them. In other countries, them. definitely. Oh well, China had it, you know, twenty thousand years or ten thousand years ago. Well, reported yeah, but me. I mean, you know, I'm talking yeah. about the way it is now. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, let's start with some statistics. Hemp-derived CBD products are legal in all fifty states. Yes, as long as they are below the 0.3 percent THC. Yeah. This is a Food and Drug Administration regulation set in 2018. Uh, Overall cannabis sales, Colorado still tops the list, having over 1 billion, 1 billion in sales. This is according to CNN. Now, this is not the marijuana side. This is just the CBD side. Now, CNN reported overall cannabis sales. Okay. Okay. But okay. still, a billion dollars. The tax on a billion dollars. Wow. <laughs> All right. I would have thought California, but okay. Well, Colorado. then you were close. The top states, the top states for CBD sales is California with seven hundred and thirty million in two thousand and nineteen. Okay. Florida right behind them at two hundred and ninety-one, and New York following at two hundred and fifteen million. Okay. So again, top sales, 2019, California, Florida, and New York. And like I say, California, three times as much as Florida, right? Yeah. So yeah. pretty big. Web searches have increased dramatically. Uh, let me see here. 2016 to 17, 125% increase. 2017 to 18, 160 2018 to 2019, almost 300% increase in Google searches or, or web searches in general. Mm-hmm. All righty. That was from the uh, Food Business News 2019. How about who in the heck is using CBD? Eight by age. What do you think? Don't look. What, do you, what, you, what comes to mind? I well, really would I, like to know. I, I, I glanced curious. over this and you I was did. actually shocked. Me too. I thought it was going to be probably, I thought it was going to be 35, 30, 35 and up. Yeah. Was the biggest Me group. Too. Like th- yeah. between 30 and 50 was the biggest group. Yep. Um, and, I ha- and I have a feeling it was in the beginning. Okay. Right? Now, but when we first started working on the brand and we did customer journal journeys, we started to recognize it wasn't even as early as that, and that was four or five years ago. Now, let's, let's, so, uh, let me tell you, I'll share uh, this 
study was from a Gallup poll in 2019. And it suggested this. Americans age 18 to 29 are most likely to use CBD consistently. Mm -hmm. And it's popularity decreases with age. This yeah. is according to Gallup 2019. So here we have, we have pay, uh, ages 18 to 29, youth, use of CBD is 20%. Yeah. And then we have 30 to 49, drops to 16. 50 to age 64, drops to 11. And then only 8% percent of everybody 65 and older, only 8%. Do you think that's that's the cost? Because they need probably a little bit higher milligram. I'm sorry, I keep... It's possible, or it could be a stigma. Uh, you know, they didn't address that, and it's a very fair question. But I got a feeling it's going to be one of those two. I would say that is... The stigma 65 of, and older, excuse me, <coughs> is, um, you know, they're, they're on a fixed income. Yeah, right, right. They're, yeah, they're used to Medicaid or Medicare, whatever that's called, and they're... That's free yep. now. So now, according to the 2019 Consumer Report, the numbers nearly doubled for adults who have tried it once or more. Mm -hmm. So again, 18 to 29 moved up to 40 percent. 30 to 44, 32, 45 uh, years old to 59, 23, and then 60 and older, 15. Yeah. So using it more than once. Let's play around with another number. How about the cost of CBD? So what I'm doing, I'm just kind of getting some background data mm -hmm. on what that picture of who's using and how much cost, what they're using it for. That's what I'm doing right yeah, now. Yeah, because that gives you, again, your business owner yeah. that wants the, to know, like, who, who am I Who uh, am I really focusing on? What demographic? And, and let's stay there for a second. So we, when we first did that customer journey, uh, you know, and the whole marketing team went out and had to do this research, what they came back and told us was, too, so it was both the younger crowds, mm -hmm. that they were progressive, and what was the term that they used? Uh, they used, uh, they were... They were early adopters. That's what it was. They, they, they were very well informed because they have, everybody has access now, right, to media and, and, and online, all that stuff. So they're well informed and they were considered early adopters where the aging segment of our population, not so much. Right. Okay, not so much as, not, not really listed as a early adopter. Well, and also they're obviously the younger you are, the more you're on your phone, the more you're mm -hmm. you're just in touch with what's going on with the world. And not that old the older people are not, but they're not as much. As in, right, right, right. So they're and they're not capable of of finding that information as quickly and efficiently as the younger. I think another so. thing that made it really intriguing for the younger crowd was the the variety. Uh, the gummies came out, the vape came out, you know, it, way back when it was just the tinctures right. and maybe a few capsules that right. you had and a couple topicals, but... And I think the older the older clientele are a little bit more comfortable with tinctures, aren't they? I think the younger clientele are like, no, I'll vape it. 
Yeah. And then and then you flip that around. The the uh, the older clientele are going, you want me to do what with this pen? Wait, wait, what is this thing? Oh, I have so many customers. <laughs> ah, I'm running out the door. Where does this go? What happens here? <laughs> I try and make it as easy as I can yeah. for them, but yeah. whew. Yep. So the the other the other truth that was pulled out of that was uh, that ec- uh, economic. Right. So in the influence of your financial position had an impact too. Mm-hmm. So um, as you went up that scale, you were more apt to use the product. Right. 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 Yeah, and I think it's really uh, important to. Let you know, just inform not only business owners, but the, the message is this: this is not a cure-all. This is not like you try it once and mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it's a miracle. Yeah. You got to work on it. You got to work with it. You know, it's just so, some are some are very quick, but some are requiring. It's just like uh, using a, a supplement to improve your health. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the cost of CBD, America's CBD market. Uh, is at a is at a steep vertical tra- trajectory. Uh, let's see the United States the United States CBD market value was just over four billion in 2019, and is expected to top 25 billion in 2025. And this is Brightfield's group. Uh, they they made this uh, uh, claim in 2019. Let me see here. Uh, See here, forty percent of regular users. All right. So what they uh, what they also the Brightfield Group discovered is forty four percent of regular CBD users spend twenty to eighty dollars per month on CBD products. Thirteen mm-hmm. percent spend more than a hundred and sixty dollars per month. So there you go, forty four right in that range of twenty to eighty per month. And then 13% of the population using CBD spending 160 and more. Mm-hmm. Who, would go, who would spend 160 You know. You know who's doing that. Uh, well, obviously somebody who's uh, in some chronic pain. Yeah. Maybe going through some chemo. Um, those are the two highest, I would say, that are really... They have an agenda. They really need to take control over something um, also, your opiate. Well, yes, your addiction people also need. I to. did absolutely going to see mm-hmm. if you were going to catch that. Yeah. 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 People doing drug over the counter or uh, pharmaceutical replacement. Yeah. Yeah, because they need. They just need. Now, it's not. You're not going to need that much CBD always, but in the beginning, you're going to need. You're going to need more CBD yeah. in the beginning to get over your problem. No, I don't want to say problem issue. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and and that really is who's spending more money per month is those who have a bigger a bigger issue they want to solve. Yeah. And because and you'll probably you'll probably agree with this. It can be solved fairly short term. It's not a you're on it for the rest of your life kind of a thing. It is get your system to work correctly again. Yeah, my my customers that are trying to get over nicotine addiction, I, I, I say if you're like really going to work at this and this is really what you want to do, here's a 30-day plan and you should be okay within 30 days. Got it. Yeah. Okay, a couple of these next one, two, three, four, five, six items are all reported by the Consumer Reporting Agency. 
Uh, let's see here. What do people use CBD for? And the greatest amount was reduce stress or anxiety or help with sleep. Mm-hmm. That was the highest, and it was 37% of users were using it for that. Stress and sleep. Mm-hmm. Stress, anxiety, and sleep. And here's a cool number. 63% of them reported extreme or very effective. Right. 63%. Yeah, no, it really does Listen, help so as a consumer listening to this show, that was a powerful number. Yeah. As long as you're comfortable that this came from a good place. Right. Uh, and Consumer Reporting has been doing this for, you know, a lot of years. Mm-hmm. Um, second on the list was help with joint pain. Interesting is that the number is 24%, so it was pretty close behind. Uh, sleep, anxiety, and stress. Uh, and 38% reported extreme or very effective. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what the rest of that group reported. Well, again, I think especially with pain, uh, joint pain, pain. They're never using enough. They're n- yeah, yeah, they just got to find those that. darn milligrams. You yeah. have to find your number. And you also have to use a reliable source, too. Yeah. Yeah. Though pain, pain and inflammation is one of those where you can put a lot of CBD to work. Stress, anxiety, and sleep, you do not need a whole lot. We've shared this a number of times. It's yeah. very scientific. It's very clinical. We're very comfortable in this position. So if you go out and you buy a product that's not validated, that's not what's not in the bottle is it's not doesn't match what's on the label uh then remember anything with pain and inflammation requires a higher level of cbd CBD. so and if you're not getting it maybe that accounts for such a because that's kind of a low number in my opinion yeah because i mean it works perfectly for me but it took a while to figure out my combination and my and my number. All right. <laughs> Here's one. And it surprised me it showed up. But here it is for fun or recreation. CBD. Okay. This is not him. This is CBD. So, uh, and 24% suggested that it was uh, extremely or very effective. <laughs> so, you, listen, remember we had somebody on that said, you know, we thought we were going to debunk CBD used for any kind of sexual... Uh, assistance or anything like that, right? And we thought we were going to debunk that, and he goes, "No, uh-uh, no, there's there's some there's a lot of consumer response that suggests it's useful. There's some clinical that could back up the why behind it with the, you know, the blood flows and less anxiety and stuff, and it's kind of made sense. So I'm wondering if that number's in there. Yeah, but I, 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 that. Those products, I would look for something with a little bit of, I would look for a full spectrum because that little bit of THC can do a little something for the libido. Yeah. Uh, The last one was insomnia. And I know that, again, so when somebody's going after it for insomnia, they are getting, they're being very specific. And I have to say, even the knowledge, uh, if you go, review clinical studies online and such, it is also very specific to to address insomnia by itself. And why do I say this? Because it's fourth on the list. It has 10% of the users. And 
their rate of extremely or very effective was 52%. Yeah. S- second highest. So. And insomnia, you think, oh, well, that, that's going to be easy because CBD really, you know, helps you sleep and all yeah. that. But most people that come in for insomnia, yeah. they've been taking melatonin. Oh, they've, they've been taking a, sleeping yeah. pills. They've been taking so many things for so long that, again, you got to start high. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. How CBD is used by different ages. So for reduce stress and anxiety, millennials are using it at a rate of 32%, and baby boomers are only using it at 12. Mm. So baby boomers, we already know, are stressed. Well, and baby boomers <laughs> are also are, again, I, I hate to say this, we come from the pill generation. <gasps> Ooh. Here's a prescription. Take a pill, take yep. a pill, take a pill. So, and I think the younger crowd is like, you know what? I'm not, I don't want to do that. I don't like the way it makes me feel. I do agree I with you. I don't want to do that. I do agree with you, yes. Yeah. And I love that the millennials are doing that. Oh, no, yeah. It's definitely yeah. a healthier way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Uh, how about help with joint pain? Well, it got flipped. <laughs> but that didn't seem unusual to me. Probably but not to you millennials probably don't have yeah, that much joint pain. Come on. Yeah, 15%. You, know, you, you guys, that's, uh, yeah, you're the athletes. Or the, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then 42% were the baby boomers. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Ooh, did you use CBD to replace a pharmaceutical or an over-the-counter drug? What do you think our numbers are going to be? I mean, I know personally, but uh, I, oh boy, I'm going to say they're high. I'm going to say they're high because if they're trying CBD, then they're really tired of taking that prescription yeah. and that over-the-counter. Let's share these three. And the three are going to be this. So as they were polled and they were asked that question, did you use CBD to replace uh, pharmaceutical or over-the-counter? And one, one answer is going to be no. I won't take any medications. The other answer was, yes, I replaced the medication entirely. And no, I took CBD in addition to my medication. Okay. All right. So no, I won't I won't take any medication was 48%. So almost half of the users. And then yes, I replaced medication entirely is 22%. Wow. 22% of the population using CBD for this purpose was successful at replacing their medication completely. Yeah. That is, in my opinion, a huge number. Well, you translate speaking, that to people, that's big. Yeah, speaking from somebody who was taking muscle relaxers yeah. and over-the-counter, I was like the Advil queen. Uh, until my doctor said, absolutely no more for you. Yeah. You're going to bleed internally. <laughs> um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't use that at all. Not, I've never, I haven't had another muscle relaxer or uh, so an you Advil. Were, you were part of that large number. Mm-hmm. And, and I see the way you talk about that. I'm telling you folks, that was probably the biggest number on here was 22% said, yes, I replaced my medications entirely. Would you like to know what medications were replaced next? Of course you would. Right. Let's do this. What drug did you replace with CBD was the question asked. 
And the answer was an over-the-counter drug like Advil, Tylenol, et cetera. Mm-hmm. 47% you fall into that group. 40, yeah. 47. Half of them stopped using, what is that, NASIDs? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. I mean, I have to confess, I also was taking Benadryl, I yeah. thought, for allergies and, oh, what yeah. a bonus for sleep at night, too. And my doctor was like, what are you doing? Yep. You know what? I got to share this. I got to share this with all the listeners. So uh, last week, I shared a story uh, that I had gotten our youth coach, you know, the coach that are teaching our kids baseball, you're older. These are these are these are teenage. U eighteen, U sixteen. This is the coach teaching them. He has he was in the MLB, and uh, and I gave him uh, some some CBD salve for his shoulder. You know, so because he's pitching all the time. Well, he got done with a long training session yet yesterday, and I was sitting in the bleachers watching it all. And when he got done, he walked up and talked to the parents about how sore his arm, but man, isn't that crazy? I was able to pitch all these, you know, for that two hours and what. And one of the ladies in the audience that was probably in her 40s said, hey, I've got a couple Tylenol 800s. Yeah. Or ibuprofen 800s in my bag. Would you like them? And I thought to myself, how common that has become and how dangerous that is for you. I mean, it has been well studied. It's not a, my God. I'm like, how easy that was and how generous she was trying to be. And, and he said no. But I, still, you just, this is, this is the, they, Western medicine today. That was such a great example of Western medicine today. Yep, those, again, and I don't want to label them baby boomers, but that generation mm-hmm. really yeah. is, again, okay. she probably got those, obviously, as a prescription. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're, they're only yeah. prescription. Yeah, 800s. Yep. <sighs> well, anyway, I'm sorry I had to drop that story in. Love her to death for being generous and wanting to take care of the coach, but sure. in the background, I'm like, yes, this is our society. Yeah. Uh, now, how about the second one was... Prescription drugs like oxycotton's and uh, and antidepressants, thirty six percent. Yeah, big. Uh, how about uh, uh, anti anxiety drugs like Xanax? And uh, there's a bunch of them here. I can't even read. Yeah, thirty three percent. Yeah, and then last is uh, pharmaceutical drugs used for sleep, twenty two percent. Those were the big ones. So the biggest one was 40, 45% for over-the-counter. But the rest of these numbers are big. 36%, you know, for opioids. 33% for anti-anxiety and 22% for sleep. Yeah. They're big numbers. Yeah, because we, I mean, again, you don't, it's so easy to go to the Walgreens and get, a, you know, Advil PM, yeah, Advil yeah, period, yeah, yeah. Uh, all that stuff. All those over-the-counters are so easy. And I know there's a warning on the back, yeah. uh, but... Yeah, I think most people are like me. I'm like, oh, you know, I'll uh, two in the morning, two in the evening, one for sleep, you know, and then, yeah, then you're relying on them. Then you're like, oh, I'm going to take two before I go to the gym. And there's not enough livers in the world to help us out now. Yeah, I know. That's, yeah. All right. Okay. All right, listeners, we don't want to get into this banter. We're just really just trying to share. Yeah. Um, But what we want to do now... Take is a take a break. <laughs> Give a break to our sponsors, and when you come back, we're going to continue with this sharing, bantering. One of those two. We're going to continue, so please 
enjoy our break and when we come back we'll continue with this subject the internet's number one talk station number one talk station voiceamerica.com live authentically heal naturally with canafil we have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, many doctors prescribe basic pharmaceuticals to their patients who aren't feeling well or have various aches or pains. Is this the right course of action for all patients? We don't think so. Find out about healthy, natural ways to help you feel your best by tuning in to the CBD Ed Show with host Ed Cheney. Ed and his guests will explain full-spectrum CBD, using the whole hemp plant for good health and answer all of your questions about CBD and natural treatment in general. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at the cbdedshow.com. That's info at the cbdedshow.com. Now, back to the CBD Ed Show. Hey, welcome back, listeners. CBD Ed Show. I love how she spells out show. It's so cute. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so uh, we are talking about statistics. Uh, the last batch of them were reported by the Consumer Reporting Agency, and it was a national representation survey. Mm-hmm. Not a small group, big group, large national. Okay. Yeah. Um, and where we left off was... Uh, what what drugs were replaced by CBD, and we cha- shared those experiences. Uh, my next share on the list is, did you experience side effects, was a question asked nationally. And it was interesting that 74% said no, but 26% said yes. And that surprised me. But then I thought about it for a while. Tell me what, 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 what would come to your mind about why would that 26% say a side effect? I had a side effect. Uh, well, you know, I, I really don't know. I can't think of any side effects I've had. Every once in a great while, if I take it on an empty stomach, I'll get oh, a little queasy, yeah. but... That, and that might be how most people see it. Yeah. Well, let me help you. Okay. All right. So clinically, World Health Organization, CBD by itself, well-tolerated, not really 
there's not really an issue there. Right. But you put it in a, in a 30 mil jar, which by the way, that CBD would only take up about a quarter of a mil. Mm-hmm. So what is the other 29 and three quarter mils made up of? What is the other ingredients in that product and that gummy that you ate? You know, that CBD only took a very small percentage of that gummy. What is the rest of it? Yeah, what are I, the things they're putting in there? I can tell you I have, because yeah. I try all the products that come into the store. I, you you yeah. know, I try them all to see if they work or don't work or whatever. Um, and I did a good morning capsule once. And now I'm very sensitive to caffeine and all that stuff. I can yeah. do like a half a cup of coffee. and But it had a lot of things yeah. like the caffeine and then some vitamin Bs. I, there was a lot in there and then the CBD. And I did not care for the feeling yeah. of the, and I don't, and I know it wasn't the CBD. I, uh, you're right. It was the other things in there. Yep. Um, I also don't like melatonin with CBD, but that's because I don't I don't care for melatonin. It gives me uh, bad nightmares. So yeah, side effects. You're right. The other components in there yeah. can really make a difference. I, I'm very confident about it, but I, but I would only just follow that with yeah, just check in on the ingredients. Yeah. And if if you felt something, shift shift the ingredient shift to a another another provider another vendor. Yeah. Uh, because the likelihood of just the cannabinoids themselves causing a side effect, what, this is CBD, right? That is below 0.3%. Because one of the side effects could be the THC wasn't below 3%, and you actually got a high. That could have been a side effect. Right. Um, anyway. Or well, sleepy. Yeah, or sleepy. That's correct. Yeah. So most of the time, uh, it just may not have been produced the way your body may have preferred it right that really is right it's like is likely but hey we're sharing info we're sharing the data okay and then yeah i guess we were sharing our opinion (laughs) (laughs) all right hey how about where do you usually buy cbd again a question asked and 40 percent shared from a cannabis dispensary 40 percent just under half of the population would go to a cannabis dispensary now I guess my question, because I've been to a cannabis dispensary, they're buying. They've got to be buying like a one-to-one CBD THC, which I guess you're still in the CBD industry. Yeah. But it's high, yeah, high in THC. Yeah. yeah, So. But the next one wasn't too far down, and it was the the stores, the CBD stores, and they were at thirty-four percent. So CBD stores at thirty-four, and then twenty percent online. I bet you that 27% online was much bigger three or four years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think. um, Well, hopefully everybody figured out that, you know, Amazon is not selling CBD. And there's a lot of (sighs) of cheaters. Yeah. I had a guy come in the store the other day and he asked for a 12,000 milligram pain (laughs) salve. And I was like, 12,000 milligrams? First of all, no. yeah, no. What would that even cost if there was literally that much CBD yeah. in it? And that's got to be a complete waste, right? It's, mis- it's mislabeling. Yeah, somebody's it's already. Like yeah, that. somebody's that's already. He was. Gonna, him. He left. He wanted to go see if he could find it. I'm like, well, mm. good luck. Yeah, right. Oh. Well, and that's the problem. You can't blame him. Nobody knows who the expert is. Yeah. You know, so so it's a, you know somebody asked me the question and I got the answer for you. Hey, you know. 
what makes your product stand out? And the other person said, it's great quality and it works really well. And I thought to myself, okay, there's literally 5,000 different brands on the market. All 5,000 say the same thing. Right. What did that statement now mean? Right. And there's no regulating body to give it any type of credence. There's no measurable from anybody other than their self-expressed, what I think my product is. So interesting concept. I mean, it's an interesting place that that statement now resides. Well, and also those, you know, those um, blogs or whatever you want to call them of the five best CBD topicals and the five best this and that. Those manufacturers most likely paid to be on that. Well, it's possible. It's possible. But and I'm not suggesting there's not a lot of great products out there, right? I think there are. There is this just an unusual place right now where there's no real there's no benchmark that is completely unbiased. Right. That's the hard (laughs) part is that uh you know, again, if you can find a product and it works for you, there you go. That's that's your that's your stay there. And if not, move around instead of giving up. But right, it's, right. Is our suggestion anyway? Yeah. Hey, how about uh, what forms of CBD are usually used? Well, wait a minute. I wanted to go to other. I know we did twenty seven percent was online, but what do you think other is? That's the thing with the consumer reporting agency. They won't they won't dig into that. Oh, okay. So they'll hear everybody say a bunch of things, uh-huh. uh, and they remember this is a national thing, so right. they can't disclose that all those pieces. Uh, they don't have the capacity to be able to do that. So okay. there's twelve percent that say they got it from others, and it could be I got it from my friend. Uh, who knows, right? That's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I I bet you I'm making it somehow. Uh, myself could be in there. Uh, anyway, but yeah, what they won't tell you. What form of CBD do you usually use? Was the question asked, and the largest number at 35% was edibles. Mm-hmm. They're and very popular. Edibles, including CBD-infused foods like gummies, and cookies, and alike. Chocolates, stuff like that, as well as drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, capsules, pills and capsules were not in this group of edibles. So this is more edibles like the normal. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, not normal, but that kind of well, you edible. Chew you chew it up and swallow it. There you yes. go. I like that. <laughs> I like that. All right. So at 35%, the next one down at 30% was tincture drops and sprays. Now, what is that? Those are things that you put in your mouth that are that are designed to be absorbed by those glands. Mm-hmm. After that, at the exact same rate of thirty percent, is vaping device, which it also surprises me. So both vaping and uh, and drops were number two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that was cool. Well, the, uh, we've, we've always discussed that vaping is the quickest way to get into and your body. the next. But get it in there. We thought maybe the younger generation would be like, you want me a tincture? What's a tincture? Yeah. <laughs> they, well, they do that. And, well, a lot of people do that. But yeah. uh, the vaping, I still have a, there's still quite a bit of stigma. Yeah. Around uh, it. Around vaping. Yeah. yeah. They're still afraid. Yep. Okay. I hear. Okay. Next one on the list. Topical rubs and creams sitting at 21%. Mm-hmm. Then cigarette slash smokable form. 
So I'm so positive flour. they are talking about flour. Yeah. Right? So what do they call those? Pre-rolls and stuff uh -huh. like that. Uh -huh. And pre-rolls, by the way, this is, again, not marijuana. We're not talking about marijuana. This was not pointing in that direction. This was CBD. And, yes, CBD does come in flour. Yes. Um, and then last was pillar capsules at 15%. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, uh, well, yeah, I, I think that's right. Actually, in the store, I'm, I'm thinking my topicals go a little bit, my topicals go faster than the vaping. The drops go the fastest. Uh, yep. They're all about right. It's all about even 30, 35%. I mean, really, that's not that much of a difference. No, not much at all. No. Mm -mm. No, and, and uh, when I look at this, I still wonder what has not yet been discovered. Oh, as far as what CBD can go in? Yeah. 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 What? I mean, remember this? Well, this, we talked. This industry is full of entrepreneurs, full of creative people. So what has not been discovered yet is interesting. I can tell you the things Don't that... Don't give I, any secrets. I would be interested... Well, <laughs> I, I've seen these products before. Um, I haven't brought them into the store yet because I don't know... Yeah. Uh, you know how popular but cbd eye drops for glaucoma mm, yeah, uh, yeah. patients yep. um suppositories we've seen those quick come delivery. across yeah just an, an unusual way but yeah quick delivery though yeah well for those people um we have a family member that passed from pancreatic cancer and it, it, there at the end where her stomach she just couldn't take anything yeah. orally at all um that was a relief for her um, and since we moved over to, uh, you know, cancer and such, uh, let's talk about doctors. When doctors prescribe cannabis in yeah. general. Yeah. Mostly CBD, but. Uh, there are currently only four cannabis-based medications approved by the Food and Drug Administration that your doctor can prescribe is probably important to start with. Mm -hmm. Or that you can pick up from a pharmacy. Okay. Only four. Right. All right. So, and that includes Epidiolex, which was the first pharmaceutical to be approved. Mm -hmm. uh, this was done in 2018 uh, to treat rare but devastating forms of epilepsy. Uh, Epidiolex contains CBD extracted from the marijuana plant as an active ingredient. From the cannabis plant is really what they meant to say. But I, th I think, again, another one of those misnom misnomers, it wasn't marijuana that they pulled it from. The other three drugs were Sesamet, Marinol, and Syndros. I'm I've, pretty sure I know Marinol really well, but I, the other ones I, are... Yeah, I new. don't know the other two. Have a synthetic form of THC and are used to treat nausea stemming from cancer treatment or, in some cases, weight loss in AIDS and HIV patients. Hmm. So those two others. So to get FDA approval for these medications, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot of process to go through. Normally it takes a couple of years. Uh, there is, there is uh, a requirement to conduct multiple clinical trials, and each trial can be, you know, at a cost, uh, you know, $1.5 each. Uh, it, it's a really overwhelming and very long process. Right. Now... Epidiolex did not go through such a long process. <laughs> anyway, but the other ones did. <laughs> well, uh, for, now, yeah, go ahead. Now, the same poll uh, shared with uh, us what the cost of Epidiolex was. 
Are you ready? No. Uh, is it going to be really expensive? $2,700 a month. Um, $2,700 So if your month. child is suffering yeah. from hope extreme you, hope seizures. Hope you have $3,000 a month. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, and I had reported at sometime earlier that there were, at the time I reported, which was, I think, early in the year, there were currently 280 studies uh, for potential pharmaceuticals uh, to get the run through the FDA process. Well, that's encouraging. I mean, <clears throat> let's, yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know. I, encouraging maybe, but I, I'm, I'm worried too. Uh, because with while they're in there, they're also filing all the patents. And all those patents become then a obstacle and obstruction for clinical people to go do regular clinical studies just on the product itself. Yeah. So, and, and now their hands are tied. So their ability to do studies for us who just want this over-the-counter solution uh, are being constrained while they move in this direction of setting up their well, $2,700 a month product. Oh, yeah, okay. I well, know. you know, we can't get into this conversation because <laughs> I just get so angry at, um, because, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how expensive anti-seizure medication is. So I don't know if it's the same as this or, or you're just yeah. absolutely, I don't want to say screwed, but oh my goodness. Well, I think what happens is, is pharmaceutical right now, is just running on a program that they know how to do. But I have a feeling that the next generations and the next generations and the, the millennials are all going to start putting pressure on that system. In other words, I don't believe that system is working correctly and nor do they. Yeah. So sooner or later, pharma is going to have to get in bed with natural medicine. Yeah. They're, those two are going to have to come together. And again, I've already shared with you they've started, but they're going to have to go a lot farther or the younger generation is going to start putting too much pressure on them. And, and by the way, how, how does the younger generation do that? They don't buy. Simple. Hey, doc. You know, I, I mean, uh, so my kid's acting up at school. Doc says, hey, put them on Ritalin. Here's a pill. And the mom says, uh, no. No. Bye. Yeah. Right. That's that's how that's how a consumer affects the market. Yeah, and the, and and they are doing it. Like as oh, we saw our yeah. our statistics, they don't want to take that anti-anxiety medication. They don't want to take that pain pill. Right. They don't want to do all that. They want to find a natural way. Well, and I keep listening to these. Oh my goodness, these rate these commercials. Oh my. Uh, all right. So the commercials ten seconds long. Yes. Right, and it says, "Oh, this is this is wonderful, wonderful for you to not have this problem anymore. You know, you won't, your bladder control won't, won't. You know, you right. You won't have to wear these depends anymore." And then thirty seconds of, this probably could lead to death. If you this, have this, then this could happen, and a percentage of the people, you know, lost their arm, and this person did that. For 30 seconds, I'm mean, like, the majority of the commercial are all the consequences. And I listened to that, and I don't listen to that with, uh, hmm, that was very responsible of them. I listened to that thinking, we've accepted this? Right. This is something that is okay with us? 
And, and here we are as a society, sometimes this is challenging because we've also accepted that a certain amount of arsenic can be in our food and a certain amount of, right, that, right. that, you know, that we can use that we can use SPF that's known to have carcinogens in it, and then we can use um, uh, anti-steroidal anti-steroid, uh, uh, anti-inflammatories or non-steroid anti-inflammatories. <laughs> we can use those. Like, it's okay with, for us. Like, that's where I get kind of like a little upset. Yeah. Well, listen, it, we can uh, preach the CBD preach <laughs> okay, all I'm day, <laughs> every day. Um, I know. Oh. I was actually very interested in these statistics because I thought, uh, I don't know, I thought they were going to be a little different. And I think they're all encouraging. I yeah. think this is a good, uh, easy wait for you to go okay should i do should i pivot right in yep. the business world and yep. do go cbd or should i not is it is it a fad it's not a fad as long as all of us good responsible people keep doing what we're doing right now which yeah. is making good products have good customers have good experiences because you know it had, you said it's been around for like at least 10 or 12 years. Yep. Again, nobody has had a fatality. Nope. Nobody That's has That's correct. Had. That is absolutely That was reported. Yeah. yeah. So this is something that's going to stick around. Yeah, it is. It is. And listen, I'm not uh, bashing on pharma. I love that there are solutions there that really benefit mankind. Yes. So they, that's what I mean. The two just have to get married. They just have to come together. Right. Uh, I think that's the best for all of us. I think the conversation should now be, yes, this pill is for yeah. a, a small situation in a short amount of time, but you need to change your life and yeah. you need to get things in order. And regarding that, next show is going to be interesting because it's right in that area. Yeah. Uh, we were uh, we were we had a chance to have a conversation with Dr. Gary Rice and so we formulated the next show to be this can CBD be used in the treatment for anxiety and mental health. And it's kind of nice to be able to marry some of the clinical research with somebody like Dr. Gary Rice. Mm -hmm. Now, he has extensive experience in alternative and complementary approaches to both eastern and Western practices, so he's right up my alley. Yeah, that's like, great. Yeah, so it'll be nice to have him and get his viewpoint on this whole thing. Uh, so that's next show. It's one of those I don't think you want to miss, especially with all the anxiety that's going on lately. Yeah. I also want to put a plug in for my friend Ryan, who's got a show coming up, Finding Your Frequency, which is right after ours, and it is on how leaders need to adapt to support hybrid workforces. You know, people working from home. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Mm -hmm. So, listen, I'm just going to say that was a really good show. I enjoyed having this conversation with Kimberly and with all you. I, I'm really glad you guys join us. Uh, I hope we are answering your questions and clearing through the noise. So, that's a wrap for today's show. This is Ed. And this is Kim. Saying goodbye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Ed Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be back with you soon.